Hey guys, you're listening to Soul Food. My name is Daniel, and I am the pastor of a church called Soul here at Alostar in Malaysia. In this podcast, we will dive into conversations that will help us with our views of certain habits and behaviors that take place in our culture. As you're listening, I'm sure you'll learn a thing or two. But I believe this podcast will help you to expand your perspective. This is Soul Food. Let's dive right in. Okay, now, Joel. Um, so here's a here's a story. Uh, I've got a friend who recently got married, and um, the way they they have met each other is through Tinder. Now, prior before wow. this, I was like, man, Tinder. Could be bad. I think it's bad. You know, people are just using it to to hook up and all. You know, online dating. You know, it's uncertain. You you hide your true identity and stuff. But when I saw my friend and he got married, I was like wondering, man, could this be like the future? Like, is this possible? Wow. And how do we approach it? So today, I, I really want to ask, like, you know, have this conversation with you. Like, what do you think about it? Like, you know, do you think this could be <laughs> done well? <laughs> Gosh, that's amazing! And they got married from Tinder. Yeah. So Gosh, well, I haven't. I've, I, I've, I've never met anyone who got married from Tinder, um, from my church. So that that is that is fantastic. I mean, good on them for finding each other. Yeah. And working their way through a lot of probably a lot of weird relationships to get to what they've had now. So that's yeah. brilliant. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've never um, I've never been on Tinder. I know a lot about Tinder because of people who been in our church and talked about it and things i think what you're describing is true i think at first tinder they have this reputation didn't it it's all about casual sex hooking yes. up with people it's got this slightly dark reputation um but i have heard what you're describing there which is just over the years the reputation of it's changed to become more like an online dating service mm-hmm. you know that's almost reputable and so what you're saying there matches up if two people have um, found each other on Tinder. That's fantastic. So cool. Yeah. I guess the, the, my question with Tinder is I think it's still a lot of it centered just around that first impression of the, of the image, right? So yeah. the swiping to be able to look through a lot of things very quickly. I mean, that suits us, doesn't it? In our modern culture, oh, yeah, where we do definitely. online shopping and scrolling <laughs> and swiping and clicking and liking and yeah. direct messaging and so I, I can understand why tinder has been such a success because it's simplified this whole process of just scanning people mm-hmm. um but i've got to like just throw it out there i i fully believe online dating can be a success and mm-hmm. in the last couple of years we've seen loads of people from our church not necessarily tinder but through online dating yeah found great relationships and um it's continuing to be a success for many people so yeah i'm i think i'm all for online dating totally I agree with you there. But what do you think should be like the boundaries? I know it sounds so hard, you know, but with a community of people and all, and at the same time, there's also that other side of online dating where you don't know that person very well and stuff. So like, what what do you think should be the guideline? Yeah. Yeah. Well, online world's different, isn't it? Than in person Mm -hmm. world. Um, I think it's, it's funny when you observe people in person. Uh, and then kind of observe what you think people's actions would be online. Uh, it seems to be the difference when it comes to dating is that when you're online, it's like every profile that you scroll through seems to be a perfect match. And then after the perfect match, you're kind of looking for evidence to make you decide on yeah. the contrary. 
So kind of you, you start off thinking, this is the one, this could be them. You know, look at that profile, look at that image. No way they studied <laughs> the same place. No way they like the same food as me. It's like, it's all really positive. Whereas mm. in the world, it just, it's not so unguarded. You know, it's, it's more hanging out with people, seeing people from a distance. I think you don't have an instant overwhelming array of information about someone. And so it's a little bit slower, a little bit more organic. Um, I think so. The, the danger there, I guess, is when you go online, somehow you do let your guard down. Yeah. Um, and, and also when you're online, you see the best possible presentation of someone. So mm -hmm. the, the very best photo that they have yeah. <laughs> in, in all of their albums is put on. And that's what you're deciding over. Um, yeah. Never mind the 49 selfies that didn't make the cut. It was only the <laughs> final one with the Oops. filter. Uh, <laughs> which is trimmed. Yeah. And then also you just, you got all this best presentation of, you know, who they are, the keywords, the title, how they describe themselves. And if you were to meet them in real life, you wouldn't get that at all, would you? You'd see, you know, what they actually look like mm -hmm. in that, in sunlight, in daylight. You'd see what kind of clothes they wear, how they carry themselves, whether yeah. they're shy or confident. You'd, you'd see personality and you'd kind of get more of a sense for chemistry and all those things. So mm -hmm. I think, I think when you just approach online dating, you have to be aware it is a very different environment. And as long as you're aware of the environment that you're in, I think you can adapt to it and you can get the best from it. Yeah. So with, with the internet, yeah, just be aware. This is, this is the absolute best that someone's putting forward. And um, really the connection's not going to start the, the real connection until we take this more offline you know, we see compatibility and chemistry and friendship and all those other factors there. I, I think Tinder or any online dating services, I think they were created with an intent, with a good intent, you know. It was never to cause any damage to relationships and all, but somehow <laughs> people can find a way right. to just misuse it and all. So what right. happens, you know, if someone has misused this online dating and, and they come broken and hurt and, and they're giving it a shot again. Should they try it again or should they like stop it? What do you think? What are your thoughts? Gosh, well, you, you got to look at the, uh, your motivation for going back there, haven't you? Um, mm. at, the, at the end of the day, what, there's nothing bad about wanting to be in a relationship. It's a great motivation. I think it's how we're all wired. Like we don't want to be on our own. We don't want to be alone. We want to be with someone who's going to be able to compliment us and totally. give us that sense of intimacy. So that's a great motivation to have. I think some, sometimes I think you just got to ask yourself, maybe with online dating, um, is there a reason that you can't do this offline? First of all, I, I think that would always be my preference. If there is a way to get this organically offline in, in, in those environments, I'd recommend people start there mm -hmm. because I think it gives a more real human experience. Um, and it probably does protect you from some of the dangers that you'd find from online. Um, so if you've got, a great group of friends maybe you live in a city with a lot of people maybe you're part of a church community that's got a lot of people and uh you know there's there's hope there's more things out there there's more fish in the sea for you to go and be connected to mm. i'd recommend people go and start there first um mm. but then having said that the reason why i'm such a believer in online dating is because the world is changing yes. and a lot of people aren't interacting think about this year 2020 how many people have really met new partners in physical probably hardly anyone that we know of you know because the world's been so isolated and disconnected and so online has been the place that we're gathering 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, just just going then on, online. Obviously, I'm going with a motivation. I can't necessarily get this from a physical meetup connection, and so I'm going to start online. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, just assess: is there anything pressuring me to rush into this? You know, do I have? Maybe some people have got pressure from a family. Feel like every oh, time I hang out yeah. with them, they're always asking, "When's my partner? When? Where's your husband? You know, I want to see the babies and all this stuff." <laughs> is there is there an unhealthy pressure coming from there that's forcing me to try and move this quicker than it should be? Um, you know, sometimes we just got this again, like this deep loneliness that's just driving us to try and find a person to fill that gap. And personally, I, I'm a believer. I don't think any person, any other human being, can ever fill that gap. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that's your motivation, again, I think you're likely to get burnt and hurt by yeah. dating, not just online dating, but any kind of dating, if you're looking for that as your motivation. Um, but maybe there's some experiences you can learn from the first time, you know, if you dated, you, you looked for someone who had, I don't know, five star profile picture and you wow. went for that person and you realize that's not what you want. Maybe you'll go back into it this time, just a little bit more open to you know, maybe chemistry is more important than first impression and attractiveness. And yeah, maybe I'm open to someone of a different race or I'm open to someone who's a little bit of a different shape and kind of just keep your eyes open a bit and, and, and let it let more than one factor lead your um, decision-making process. But yeah, it's so hard, isn't it? Not to get emotionally tangled with people mm-hmm. online. So I think just be on your guard um, when you're online to make sure that that, yeah, is it isn't gonna stop you? You know, you you mentioned about it, and I just remembered a story. I think uh, during Chinese New Year this year, um, there was this guy who uh, created an ad where it was a boyfriend for hire to bring it back right. home. You know, he using Gosh, his yes. online platform because, uh, yeah, what motivates that whole thing? Pressure, you know. Um, <laughs> mom, aunt is asking when are you gonna get married. And so, yeah, that could be one of the main motivation. But but back to pressure and how people could be really overwhelmed by it, you know. And of course, especially our <laughs> elder ones, they, they would not let yeah. us go, you know, when they ask again and again. I'm sure you have seen some people in your community who have faced that. Should they allow the pressure to be like one of the factors to get them in this process faster to date not just online, but, you know, to find someone. What do you think, you know, because since we are on this dating sphere, do you think yeah. it's, it's kind of good in a sense? Yeah, I think it's, again, it's very personal, isn't it? It has to be down to whoever's listening, how you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about your value? Um, how do you feel about the situation you're in in life? I mean, two people got very different experiences. So someone could be 19 turning 20, yeah. you know, a young female, and they're feeling this overwhelming pressure to find a match. And, and from an outside perspective, you'd think, well, why are you feeling that pressure? You know, you're young, you've got your whole life ahead of you, you've got plenty of time to meet some people. Um, we've, we've had a lot of uh, girls who are older than that in our church, you know, in their young 30s, mid 30s, and mm-hmm. they're feeling this pressure. Like, I don't want, you know, the body clock to run out. I want to be able to have kids yeah. and all that things. So I think that's, that's an example probably of a healthy pressure. You know, like we do all have, just one life and time does tick on and we do want to you know help build great families and relationships and i think if you've got the desire for that that's not a wrong thing so you could use that pressure to fuel you um but i think if you if you start maybe with is there any pressure here from me trying to get some value from somebody else 
mm-hmm. that might highlight some unhealthy pressure. Um, if it's about pleasing somebody else, you know, so that someone will finally believe in me when I find the girl or the guy, or my friends will finally accept me when I find the girl or the guy, or even I'll finally feel like a good, like a, a whole person, like I mean something when I finally find a girl or a guy. I think those are unhealthy pressures, and you're looking for any kind of dating search from those kind of pressures might end up leaving you more emotionally hurt than it would have if you just stayed single for a little bit longer yeah, and just tried to heal some of those things in yourself and resolve them. So I think it's a very personal thing. You can look inside your own heart and just say, what is driving me here to find a girl or a guy? Mm. Most people I think do have longing, great desire, great longing for a partner. I think that's a beautiful thing. And Mm -hmm. so go for it, get out there, look for people, put your best foot forward. Um, you know, try and be the best person you can be so that future relationship is going to go well. But just don't do it from an unhealthy pressure from somebody else or to try and feel like you're more valuable. Yeah, thanks for that. Like, uh, yeah, I always wondered, like, you know, if pressure was a good thing. And I think, yeah, a good pressure is also necessary you know, at times to really yeah. keep us on, on track. Um, but what do you think are the other uh, healthy ways to protect ourselves, especially if we want to use Tinder or online dating as an option to find someone for our life? Sure. Well, okay. Well, well, when you're online, it does, it does tend to go deep quite quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because you have a huge amount of information don't you, that's online. In person, you might not know someone's name, someone's birthday, someone's career, what they did in the last seven years. But online, often you can just do a quick search and everything you wanted to know about that person's right there. Yeah, so true. So when when you do actually come to talk, I think, you know, automatically you already feel quite invested because you can't really talk about all the small talk stuff that you can yeah. hang out and <laughs> chat with over coffee, right? Yeah, that's right. So I would just say there, I mean, you just got to be aware of that fact. You've got a lot of information about that person. They've got a lot of information about you. Mm. You've, um, you've probably trolled back through their photo history and checked out where they've been on holiday for the last seven years and all these things. It, it's a temptation that you feel like you know someone more than you really do. So just be aware of that when you're online um, and try and, if you can, try and keep it, I guess, a little bit lighter. I'm I'm a big believer, you know, you know, this thing, I don't know where it originated from, but it's definitely like 1800s, this whole courting idea that okay. before you date and you say like, I'm a, I'm a girlfriend, I'm a boyfriend, there used to be this zone of like courting, which was like, we'll go out on dates uh-huh. or we'll kind of have chats and hang out with each other and get to know each other better. But there's no pressure there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like if you decide to pull back, it's going to be awkward because you never put a label on it. It's just courting. It's just hanging out, I guess courting. would be the modern term. Yeah, but I, I actually really like that idea. I see so many people, the pressure's like, okay, well, are you serious about this? Like, should we make this boyfriend, girlfriend? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, unless you know enough about that person that there's, there's a considerable amount of perceived value in the future, mm-hmm. why don't you just hang out a little bit longer? Yeah. Go out on a couple more movies and hang out girl and guy. Uh, when, when we're talking about like the, the church world, like the Christian world, which I'm a part of, Mm-hmm. Um, Christian communities have made that quite difficult because there's so much peer pressure from other people in the community to label it or call it something or, yeah. you know, when is it happening? Is it official and all this? And I, I just think we need to like do our best to take the pressure off and let people chat, let people hang out, mm-hmm. let people discover more about each other over time without 
trying to make it go too deep too quick um and then so yeah maybe that maybe that would help someone just slow it down relax enjoy and if you both feeling like this future in this if you know enough real information about a person then feel free and put a label on it and start looking seriously into it wow that was amazing yeah to just slow it down and i think just our culture today we we want things fast you know the reason that yeah. we are swiping left or swiping right is because we want want something quick you know to the bio bio that would fit us you know and how we want it and we want to skip all the small talks and i think small talks are a i would say essential part of relationship what do you think about that yeah i think so small talk is like it's it's like a, a an act of love sometimes isn't it small talk yeah. is just yeah hey tell me about your day tell me about the weather tell me about what you like to do <laughs> all these things <laughs> it's uh i think you have to have small talk some people are really down about small talk aren't they like oh no we have to go deep right now we have to be authentic have to be vulnerable but and you get to see a lot about a person in the small talk like the non-intense conversations so Totally. Most, I think most of our life is small talk, and I think it's actually a yeah, it's a very great human interaction. Yeah, and sometimes when we just would just see people's information, yeah, like you say, you know how you know where they where they went for holidays, where they worked at. Yeah, man, you basically just <laughs> cut short everything. You you ruined all the small talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! But do you have an experience or stories of like uh, from your 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 community or people that you know who may be negatively impacted by it, and how did they recover? Oh, totally. Well, the stories that I've heard, honestly, have been uh, the stories of people who are desperately looking for love, desperately looking for someone just to be there with them in quite a difficult time in their life, and so mm-hmm. that's led them to go to an online dating site like Tinder to quickly see that somebody else is attracted to them just like they're attracted to them. Mm. And that mutual attraction kind of sparks a, oh, this is going to bring me some relief. And they've dived into that relationship or whatever, probably knowing in their heart of hearts that this has not got a lot of future in it, ended up having a quick moment of intimacy that's made them feel good. But then long-term, the damage it does to you and your soul and the way that you get tangled up with other people is just so not worth it. Mm-hmm. So I have seen that and I have seen, I guess that's the more casual side of online dating quick. Let me find someone just to, you know, help me get through the season. And it, it never really pays off long-term. It really doesn't. Yeah. Um, and so that's the tricky thing. We are looking for someone just to meet that need, fulfill that need. Um, personally, that's why, that's why I have God. That's my relationship with God. It's something bigger than myself that I don't think a human can fulfill. Mm-hmm. But I think when people are too desperate for that and they reach out, for someone to fill that, end up getting abused and walked over and hurt. And it just leaves way more scars that are really difficult to get through. Um, but, but yeah, I think that's the hard side of online dating. You just got to understand that not everybody on there does have pure intentions like you. You know, not everybody else may have uh, the long-term relationship in mind. A lot of people might just be looking for a quick fix and they're fine with that. So you just got to be, just be wise, be on your guard. Um, don't give people too much too quickly, slow it down and just see if there's any options on there that are actually healthy and they're going to um, give you a great relationship. I, I like how you mentioned that, you know, desperation could be one of like a major factor 
for someone to dive into it. And I think no one should dive into online dating if you're desperate because um, the outcome is just going to be painful. It's going to be hurtful. And yeah. yeah, you're just going to fill your empty void with an instant gratification or something, you know, for yourself. But at the end of the day, mm -hmm. you're just damaging yeah. your, your heart. Um, but Certainly. if you could go off topic a little bit because you mentioned about it, uh, how, how then can we as a community help someone who is going through a tough time or maybe they're desperate in a sense? Yeah, well, part of it, I think, can be solved with friendships. You know, there, there, is, there is an extent to which great relationships can fulfill what we're desperate for in a partner. Um, you know, just through maybe someone being really lonely and they're desperate for a relationship and you look at that person and say, why are they craving it? Well, maybe they just don't have enough girlfriends, guy friends around them just to speak some hope into them, to model great life, um, model what it means to be confident with a great outlook on your future. So sometimes friendships can help. So I think the first thing we can do is just get in there, get alongside them, and then just spend some time with them trying to help see the yeah. areas in their life where maybe they're feeling like they're void of human connection. Um, I think that would be the first step. And for a lot of people, I think that could solve it. That's why I think we have to live in community. We have to be together. We have to gather together often, frequently, and come together and share stories, be vulnerable, cry together, pray for each other. Because that human connection does just balance out that, that necessity to want to do something drastic and often has painful outcomes, like you said. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the second thing, as, as a Christian, I so believe that God is the only one who can really fill that void and make us feel whole. So I would say if you recognize still someone's got this desire in them, they're trying to find that person to make them feel valuable. I think there's only one relationship in the world that can make us feel valuable. And that's the one that we have with our creator. So until we get that, I think we're still going to have this, this sense of drive or desire. Nothing's ever enough. This ambition to find someone or something that fits that, that place in our heart. So I think those two things there, you know, be a great friend and also mm -hmm. just keep pointing people back to something bigger than themselves, point them back to God relationship with him that might make them feel more settled and more grounded in themselves. Yeah. Because ultimately I could be just using Tinder or online dating because I am just really lonely and deep in deep inside, you know, there's this totally. void and I, I don't have friends around me. So I think it's good to just check before we launch into it. Huh? And yeah, I, I think it's totally. just, I, I learned myself because um, I, I'm trying to really get off that negative uh, bandwidth about how online dating is, you know. Mm. And um, when I think about like my kids in the future, you know, if one day my daughter would tell me, hey, dad, I met this guy online, like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> would I freak yes. out? You know, would I? So I, I, I too am a firm believer, yeah, you know, that online dating can be a success, definitely, you know, but it's just really the way of how we use it. Thank you so much, Joel. There, there's just many gems today that you've shared. So before we end this podcast, are there any things you can add on to really help someone to build their guideline, a healthy guideline to online dating? Yeah, sure. Uh, I guess a last thought, when you're online, ultimately your intention is to take it offline. So online is just the connection point. It's just the introduction. So there's nothing bad about that, but just have these long-term intentions in mind so at some point i'm looking for someone who i'm going to meet face to face and so if you can describe who it is you're looking to meet you know what kind of person they are 
what kind of value they're going to bring to your life, what their personality is. Then you've got to ask yourself the question, where do I find that person? So for some people that is online, but for other people, you might just say, hey, the chances of finding that person online is so slim. You know, if I'm looking for this kind of person, more likely I'll find him in this career or this network of friends or around this city or around this location. So just ask yourself that, who is it I'm looking to meet and then where can I find them? And then ultimately, I think that will help guide whether online dating is right for you. Thank you so much, Joel. Really appreciate your time. Good, man. No problem. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. Do share it with your friends. Now, if you have any questions, you can DM us on our Instagram at Seoul Malaysia.